Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Jeff Hurst, the trailer looking at Billy Bones, a Paolo Dicario, West Ham United, more than just a podcast, more than just a podcast. Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. My name is George. Some of you may remember me, some of you may not. It's been a while. Um, I used to do this podcast um, and I'm here for season 11, episode Mm. one. So that's 11 years we've been doing this podcast or I've been doing it on and off. Uh, We've all been doing it on and off. Um, So my name is George. I'm here with John. He has returned. Hello, John. Hello. How have you been? Very well, thank you. Nice little break from football. Yeah. About two weeks. Yeah, long enough. Yeah. Um, and I was listening to uh, the last week's podcast earlier, and he admitted he's addicted to his microphone, Ian Dale. Hello, Ian. <laughs> Hello. How are you? It, it's great. Just when we thought it was safe, it's the return of the Bucci. Yes, here we are. <laughs> Can't get rid of us that easy. <laughs> and a regular fixture of the podcast, Cannon Town Len. Hello, Len. Good evening. How are you how, doing? I'm all right. How are you? Lovely, thanks. Yeah. You still still working? I just finished. Oh, there so you it was go. great timing. Good to be doing an hour later. Love it. Lovely stuff. Right. Mm. We've got a football match to talk about, which is probably why I'm here, to be honest. I very much like talking about the football, not so much the politics. So here we go. Newcastle away. And we won. First game of the Premier League season. What a performance. Uh, who are we going to start with? Ian, let's start with you. What did you make of that fantastic away win? It was probably the most complete performance you could wish for in the opening game of the season. I mean, there were, and maybe we'll come on to this a bit later, there were some faults in it. I mean, inevitably, there would be in the first match. But to go 1-0 down after three minutes and then end the first half at 2-2, I mean, that that was some achievement in itself. And I think, actually, that was a fair reflection of the play in the first half. They They played really well for a lot of it. We did too. But there was, I don't know how you all felt, but at half time, I had no doubt at all we were going to win this match. Absolutely no doubt. No, and me that, too. That is very rarely happens with me with a West Ham game because you always think that they'll fuck it up at some point. But although our defence at times looked a bit shaky, it didn't look better than theirs did. 
So that was why I thought we would would win. And I thought to myself at halftime, we'll win this 5-2. We didn't quite get five, but mm. uh, not, not far off it. Did you put and a bet on? It, <laughs> it was just... It was just wonderful to watch. Some of the football was absolutely breathtaking and it just carried on from last season. So when Moyes said, well, I, I could actually use this side for the rest of the season, don't need to sign any other players. I knew what he was saying. He didn't really mean that he didn't want any other players, obviously. Um, but I, I knew exactly what he meant because they played together as a team in the way that they did, certainly for the second half of last season. And the way that I don't remember a West Ham team ever playing as a team like that, where they all seem to know what they need to do, they know where the where each other are, are on the pitch, and they know where the goal is, and that and that's the interesting thing I think about this team. And although, I mean, Antonio is now wearing the number nine shirt, but he's not traditionally a centre forward. He seems to be able to play anywhere. But oh my God, what a brilliant performance that was! And you think, well, given the number of players that actually score goals for us nowadays. You can see why Moyes isn't sort of doesn't seem that set on getting a, a new striker or an out and out what we would term an out and out goal scoring striker because everyone is chipping in. Yep, well put. I think I would echo a lot of that. The the thing I was really really pleased to see, as you said, to go behind twice and still yeah. come back in the way we did. And I think you said it was two or half time, but it was two one, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Did I make a mistake? Yeah, well, I two, still, I two still one. No and <laughs> yeah, but to, even that, you know, conceding late in the first half. I mean, I wouldn't say I was as confident at half time <laughs> that we were definitely going to win that. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised. Um, Len, what was your take mm. on the game? <clears throat> no, I was very confident we were when we were down that we had the the conquest to do it, and we did. Lots of really good performances. Especially Ben Ramos took his chance there with Lingard out, and really he need to needed to come up with the goods on the first game of the season to sort of say that this is my position, here's what I can do, and he did it, done it really well, running into space, creating space. The Newcastle defence wasn't great, so it suited him, but you know he did the business, moved into. Uh, Opened it up for other strikers. It could have been a, a few people that could have got man in the match, mm-hmm. but because he needed to, he needed a good performance. He got it for me because he came up with the goods. But looking really good going forward. Okay, the 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 goals that we conceded were all our defensive errors. And really, if you do that twice in a game away from home, you're lucky to get anything. But we look like we got goals galore. Bit of a dodgy. Penalty, but the way they were flapping we'll about, it. yeah, the way they were <laughs> flapping about in the their own area, just after the second half we did the post and missed the penalty, it just looked calamitous that the ref just saw it as a foul. But yeah. um, no, we we'll take it. Well, that, yeah, you're right. Our defending was pretty shocking, wasn't it? Um, yeah, particularly that second goal. It was just like kind of. They all just looked a bit lost, and every time we yeah, got the ball, it was just going straight back to Newcastle. Yeah. Um, John, I know you watched because you and I were texting. I think the just before um, was it Ben the Ben Rama goal. Ben Rama, no, the Ben Rama through to. No, to, I think it was the Ben uh, Rama. Wasn't it the Ben Rama goal? Was it the Ben Rama? I think goal? it was. But me and you were texting. Rice you were the, saying yeah. Rice is shocking, and <laughs> Ben Rama's not good enough. <laughs> Then Rice won the ball back, passed it 
managed to get the ball over to Ben Rama and he scored. Scored, and we both said, "Yeah, what do we know?" There you go. Um, what was your yeah. what was your uh, what was your take on the the game as a whole? I I thought it was a great game. It was a great game to come back to watching Premier League football again and watching West Ham. Um, I wasn't so well. I, I had a little rea- reality check after Callum Wilson scored after three minutes, and I had a little taste of the old feeling of being a West Ham fan because Callum Wilson, he always seems to score against mm. us and it's typical West Ham to concede in three minutes. But then I sort of realised that, hold on, this isn't the same old West Ham anymore. And we we sort of stood up to it and got back into it. And then I thought, oh, same old West Ham, score a goal. And now it's going to VAR, it's going to get sort of like, sort of like not given. And then we got given it and then a, sort of like the whole thing turned around. And I thought we were superb. I just... Uh, so someone, someone, someone's not <laughs> happy. So, so many good performances all around. Okay. Just, I agree. Yeah, they're all, all over the place from... I mean, Bowen looks like he's... Yeah. He, he wants to take his chance. Um, the I was, was, was going to mention him because no one has so far. And I think it's probably one of the best games I've seen him have. Yeah, he, his overall contribution was really top draw. Uh, it's a real shame he didn't finish that. I know what that got out of through. He yeah, really that. should have finished it as well. He had so much time. If you look back at it, well, I watched it again. I watched as you do when you when you have when a you game win. like that. I yeah. watched it on match of the day <laughs> later, and uh, I, I mean, he didn't look up as he got through. He didn't look up. He head down and shot. And you know, I just think he's he's some player that's going to. The more they work with him, the better he's going to get. And I think he's got it about him. But Liverpool sniff him around him again, apparently. Do you, is that true, really? Yeah, so I'm seeing. So, I but, no, I, but it was very pleasing all over. It was, and that last goal, where, you know, you said we were talking to each other. We were just like, what even is this? That was well, I know, it's just uh, similar quality. to what Ian said. You know, I, I, I've not seen a West Ham team play consistently like this ever. Um, so that's why I was like, "Who is this team?" Yeah. Um, but again, Bowen. I just uh, I, when I watched it back, his contribution for that fourth goal on the break. If you watch him, he pulls out an unbelievable pass with his right foot, but it was like a really tight angle, and he got it out to Ben Rama. Um, and I just thought that went a bit unnoticed the way he kind of, with that little time, got it out to him and and put us basically through. Um, but yeah, I think it was one of the best games I've seen him have. And Declan Rice as well. Didn't have the best first half, but what a second half he had. Um, he really, and it, it, he seemed to come alive after he got cramp as well. I don't know what happened there. You, you can almost go right through the team and make a case for probably four or five of them being man of the match. I thought Pablo Fornals had a brilliant match, but yeah. Yeah, he's I one agree. of those players that doesn't get noticed yeah. as much as the others. But his contribution was astonishing. I think the the only two that I would say didn't really come up to scratch were Bonner and Dawson. And I mean, they were certainly Bonner had a few rusty moments, but then he's been out for a, a few weeks. Dawson had a very weak end to the season, I thought. And I suspect that uh, it won't be long before we see the last of him in the first team. Uh, I, I've always thought Diop was a far better player. Yes, he has some unreliable moments. And if we sign another central defender, I suspect they'll go straight in in place of Dawson. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 Dawson was dodgy yesterday. <laughs> 
Um, and Suchek again, you know, don't forget him. Another great performance. Yeah. What to anticipate that penalty miss as well. You know, I, I don't know what when else Ant- to say. It's just Ant- all very Antonio, pleasing. When Antonio's finished for the, the last goal, you know, in, like Ian said earlier, you know, he's not a recognised number nine and, you know, he sort of seems to miss the easier ones, but that finish was a great finish mm. across the keeper. Keeper didn't stand a chance, and it was just great to see. And it, you know, and you just you can understand where the frustration comes from. Like again, like in saying that, you can see why Moyes is quite happy with the team he's got, but you can see the fan base realizing that a contribution now from a one or two decent quality signings would really push this team on. But the, the problem is, though, that if if one of the forwards get injured, gets injured, okay, you've got Yarmolenko that can come in. You've got Lanzini, although he seems to be playing a much deeper role when he plays now, um, may, maybe because of the after effects of his really bad injury. But it only takes one of them to get a long-term injury and we're stuffed. That That's yeah. why, I mean, I so hope Lingard does come back because... Uh, yes, Ben Rama looks to be the obvious replacement for him if he doesn't. But if Ben Rama gets injured, okay, Lanzini could come in there. But after that, there's no one else. There, there's no one else who can play the central striking role. If Antonio's injured, yes, Bowen can do that, I suppose. But he's he's, he's a very different player to Antonio. He hasn't got that physical presence that Antonio's got. So you kind of want to have a Antonio replacement that looks like an Antonio replacement, the same sort of player. Um, I'm not sure there are many of those to the pound out there, though. No. Well, that takes us nicely on to the next part, which I've got down as transfer news or lack of transfer news. <laughs> it's going to take long. Um, <laughs> but we are hearing um, on Twitter and Sky Sports apparently have just said that Lingard is now linked to come on loan again for a season. Um, so it looks like Lingard could be coming back. So maybe he is the answer to our striking problems. That, that can't be right to come on loan because he's only got a year left of his contract. So he would then be leaving on a free. Why would they? Why would Manchester United want to do that? I don't know. Have to ask Manchester United. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. But, um, but I'll take him for a year on loan and then we'll get him on a free afterwards. Um, but Len... Would you like Lingard back? Obviously, we talked about yes. Ben Rama taking his chance, but would, yes. you, would you want him? Ulti- yeah, ultimately I would. It will give him an headache in that position somewhat because I think that is Ben Rama's best position. Uh, but I do think he, Lingard has better um, closing down abilities from the front. So nine times out of ten, you put him in there instead of Ben Rama, but. Yeah, I think it makes complete sense that even with the 25 million figure banded around for him, I think it would be... Oh, they won't pay that. Well, I I, I would, personally. Because I think, you know, with with the increase of games, he's going to be needed. He's 28, I don't think they're going to be paying 25 million for anyone, to be honest. Well, Well, we're going to get him on loan then, yeah? For a year. Who knows? Uh, if we if we if that's on offer and that's a possibility, I could see that happening. Yes. Yeah, and Stuart Pearce came out this morning, didn't he, on Talk Sport and said that they want him. So it's kind of officially out there now. But... And then of course at the weekend, his brother, who's also his agent, made that Instagram post. Yes. Yep. 
um, which kind of hinted that he was going to be on his way. But you think, well, if, if so, why are, they, why are they hanging around? Go and do the deal. Yeah. And if it was always on the cards, why didn't they just do it in the first yeah, place? At I the know, end of the bizarre. But maybe it wasn't, though, to be fair. You know, he could have been told, fight for your place at United, and then just things have transpired at United. It's... But surely as soon as they, they did the deal for Sancho, he must have realised, you know, his chances are even less now. Yeah. Well, and, and you look at their result at the weekend, um, which, I mean, Leeds are not a bad team. To beat Leeds 5-1, you, you think, well, how is... And Sancho wasn't even in the starting lineup. I don't think he even got on the pitch, did he? So if he wasn't in the starting lineup, He did play 10-15, I think. Did he? Right. Yeah. How does Lingard get into that starting lineup when they've just won 5-1? I mean, that will surely be going through his head as well. Yeah. He's just got to come back to West Ham, hasn't he? Simple, isn't it? I think, he will. The other. I think he will now. Apparently 1-8 to eight are the bookies to come back now. Um, Anyone else? Anything else? Anything else? Well, the, I was going to talk about the uh, the transfer rumour of the announcement that was supposed to be being made yesterday that actually didn't get made. Um, <laughs> Did you just, know what that was? Uh, I've got no idea. Um, <laughs> it just, I just think it's classic West Ham, that classic, well, the classic West Ham social media, at least, for it to be a big rumour and lots of excitement about an announcement that actually wasn't an announcement. Well, somebody on in the comments on the match thread on West Ham Till I Die said that they had w- walked by Rush Green um, at lunchtime and there was a lot of activity there. So that fueled it as well. So people thought, well, maybe there is something in this, that there is going to be an announcement. But may- maybe, I know the women's team announced, uh, signed someone, didn't they? But they've, been signing, they've been signing loads of players, haven't they? They've been putting yeah. the men's team to shame. Um, but so yeah, I, I don't, don't know, know what it was. But there doesn't seem to be any of the rumoured deals that were any like Milenkovic that's that's completely gone apparently Moyes changed his mind on, on him when the deal was already apparently just about done so you think well who, who are they actually in for at the moment I mean if, if there is someone and they've kept it secret well good on them in in many ways is that uh, Milenkovic is that the the guy whose agent wanted some yeah. fee as well yeah do, do you believe all that Ian do you it's difficult to know what to believe, isn't it? Because, um, I mean, the, the Sean's senior sources always say that um, it's Moyes that is dithering and keeps changing his mind on things. And I think there is probably some truth to that. But it's very easy to blame the, the collapse of a deal on an agent because nobody's ever going to have any sympathy with an agent, are they? They're always going to believe no. that the agent is a complete shark. And often that is the case. So I don't know what to believe. I, I think there's probably a bit of both in in this. I just find it hard to... When you look at the the team that Moyes has put together there, you've got like Nolan and Pierce and Irving. I mean, these people are pretty strong-minded football people. And I would have thought if they're sort of buying players, they they probably agreeing it all between themselves of the type of player and what they're going for and for always being said, being told that they're differing and changing their mind. I, I kind of just find that hard to believe. I know Moyes has a reputation for it historically, but I just feel maybe in the environment he's in now with like our old captain and Stuart Pearce, the captain and all these people, strong leading type people around him. Might, but they, they, they very much say that he's the boss. 
Well, you listened to Stuart Pearce this morning, you know. I don't yeah. know if you've heard it, but he, they all very know. much listen to him, and he, he is the boss, and so he should be. You've done so, a lot yeah. of research, what, George. You're really up for it tonight, aren't well, you? Well, I don't do it very often, do I? <laughs> no. Nah. It, it, it does beg a question, though. Is what, Why is Stuart Pearce doing media interviews? But, well, he's got a relationship with TalkSport. I thought that this morning, actually. I thought yeah. he worked for West Ham. I mean, that, yeah, that is not yeah, normal yeah. for someone in his position. He's not even the assistant he's, he's obviously manager, got. He's he? obviously got permission, hasn't he? Well, he must have, but it still seems weird. I've, I don't recall many people in his position doing these type of interviews. I mean, I'm not saying there's any harm in it particularly, but it's a bit odd. Yeah, well, he was. You, he was on breakfast show on TalkSport this morning. Do you, Len, do you buy into that? Do you buy into the, the Mr Moyes' sort of fault? to some degree all of these failings on the in the transfer mm, I don't think they're a good couple um, Sullivan and Moyes <laughs> I mean um, they'll do a couple of shopping trips empty handed but <laughs> this, I don't really care because I've got a lot of renewed confidence in Moyes I'd rather him be fussy and okay we definitely need a body or two so if we can't get the player we want, then we need Sullivan to do a good deal for a loan for another Lingard. Another situation there this year, if not. Just need the next two bodies, don't we? Certainly one up front. No, we need um, more than that. I don't I, I, I do think he divers, but I do think this time he will eventually take responsibility for it. So Really? I do really yeah. Um what do you think he'll come publicly out and say then? Well, I, I don't think... I don't know the strikers that are out there. And look, Man City haven't got one. I know they've got their art on Kane, but if they don't get him, they're going to have to move down down the list, which means so would everybody else, including us, and we've got no one on the list. <laughs> um, well, there are strikers out there. Who who thought Danny Ings would leave Southampton? Clearly, Aston Villa thought there there might be a possibility, so they went and got him. Now, yeah. you could say, well, would we want him given his injury record? Well, possibly not. But there there would be others if if they mm. knew where to look. My my problem but, is that they haven't actually got the infrastructure there to really have done all of the research. No. Um, I mean, Alistair Campbell's son used to be at West Ham doing a lot of this sort of thing, and he he would do the um, get all of the facts and figures together, get all the videos. I'm not sure that, that there's anyone doing that at the moment, and and until Rob Newman starts as what is he head of, head of scouting or whatever, I'm not sure that they've got the infrastructure there to know who the, who the players are that are, are potentially the ones to go for. Moyes didn't give Sullivan well. So we hear Moyes didn't give Sullivan a list of his players until after the Euros. Well, I'd have thought the first thing you do when the season ends is say to the, the chairman, right, here are the players I want, go and get them for me. Yeah, but he didn't I'll do that, that until the middle that. of July. And but, yeah, I case. agree with you. Yeah, mm. I mean, but I mean, I agree that that makes no sense when you're at a season like we did last season on such a high. You'd think that right before yeah. that season finished, we were clearly not in trouble by Christmas, and we're going to have a good season. You'd have thought by then the plan would have been in place for the end of the season for their targets identified and contacts being made, and that as soon as available. And you but see, COVID though, isn't is it? Another, That's what they blame. COVID. It's another eighty-five to eighty-six situation potentially, isn't it? When um, we finished third in the league, and then 
virtually no players were brought in after that. Yeah. And we were nearly relegated the following season. I think were the, the season after that, weren't we? Or, I can't remember exactly. Nigel, I don't. Nigel I don't. I don't that's right. where you yeah, 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 that's where you named Nigel. And, and, and here, it looks as if the same thing could happen. We have our best season in ages, and then don't we go? We, we go. We're going down. Is what you're saying, Ian? No. Well, I don't Gary think we go down. And but Tommy I, McQueen. Yeah, quite right. I don't think we will finish as high as we did last season. I agree uh, because. It, you look at what happens to clubs who go into the Europa League. It's happened to right down the years. You look at all of them, and they always finish quite a few places down from where they did the, the previous season because of the travel, because of the strain, and all the rest of it. And and we haven't got the number of players to put out unless we're going to play the Saturday team on the Wednesday as well. We haven't got a sort of B-side that we can put in the Europa League. OK, we've got quite a good crop of younger players coming through, and you can put two or three of them in, but we all remember what happened with Allardyce when he put, what was it, five or six in, and we lost yeah. five one or something to Nottingham Forest. Yeah, I mean, you could see it on 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 the sort of the weekend when, you know, the, the lateness of the substitutions and the depth of our bench shows you that, you know, when we do start playing in that European competition, we, we are going to struggle. Well, that, that was our strongest 11, wasn't it? Yeah. And you look at who we brought on, Yarmolenko, Johnson, Fredericks, Fredericks, and he sort of put him on. Was it eighty-five minutes, eighty yeah. minute yeah. or so? You know, it's wasn't. I don't know. But it, it's it, the thing with Antonio. Every time a ball gets played over the top to him, and I see him full-blown sprinting yeah. after it, I'm I'm kind of grimacing like, here we go, he's going <laughs> to pop, it's going to pop. Well, he he was chasing after that. What was that? Was that? That a player of theirs who was turning everyone inside out. What was his name? Uh, Max Simmons. Max Simmons. Yeah. He was tearing after him a couple of times. He's a player, isn't he? Yeah, just. Oh, he's, he is unbelievable. He turned Rice inside and out, didn't he? Just at one point see, for the goal. He, he actually is about the nearest thing that I can think of, apart from Troy at Wolves. He's the nearest thing I can think of to Antonio in terms of body structure and the fact that he he plays in a similar way. But you'd never get Newcastle to part with him, I shouldn't think. And he and he is a bit inconsistent. Let's face it. Yeah, he does the old lots of like twists and turns, beats ten people, then yeah. kicks beats the cross into the corner flag. Yeah. yeah. So, so, <laughs> but, <laughs> and the other thing I was we've had a few like that. Antonio is, it was is like that. To be fair, yeah, to some degree. That's the other thing when, when you see him finishing that chance, it's refreshing. Yeah, but I was saying the the other thing I'd like to see us improve on is. What we do at throw-ins, we seem to be terrible at retaining throw-ins, and their goal came from that scenario straight in the first three minutes as that well. It feels like a Pierce job. It just seems it just we just seem to struggle to retain throw-ins. <laughs> we need to work on <laughs> that. With a throwing aspect. coach. Find yeah, a throwing coach. If that's the worst criticism you can come up with, <laughs> yeah, I'll settle for take that. that. Oh yeah, rubbish at throw-ins. Exactly, clutching <laughs> at straws. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know what else to say. You got it's just no, really so. good. Um, what, what do you what do you make of the fact that Moyes is bigging up Jamal Baptiste, who's the seventeen year old central defender who's coming come through the ranks? Whenever I've seen him play, I've been thought he's absolutely outstanding. Very sort of Ferdinand esque in his stature, uh, and knows how to play the ball out without sort of hoofing out the pitch. Um, I think he's going to get a look in this season. Yeah, I, I hadn't seen him big enough. Ahead of Alves, or 
Alves is gone, isn't well, he? Well, Alves has gone oh, to he? Sunderland. Yeah. Oh, crikey. He's so behind the times now. Oh, come yeah. on, come on, Len. <laughs> yeah, they've led. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, he was, he, he, Baptiste was on the bench and Moyes in his press conference I can't remember the exact words that he used but he said I, I want to bring him into the first team squad and I, I wonder whether he's one of the ones like Connor Coventry who are going to get a, a run out in some of the initial Europa League games I hope so I've heard a lot of good things about Coventry in the pre-season yeah. did anyone sort of I watched see a couple of the of games and he was outstanding. I mean, you could see him, if if Rice got injured again, for example, I think he might well get the nod over Noble. Mm. Right. Mm. He's playing tonight. He's yeah, on well, live on YouTube. Have I you was, got it on? Yeah, no, I was watching it before we came on. When I was doing more research. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, there you go. He uh, he did look good in that. I mean, we are yeah. absolutely, I know it's Arsenal under 23s, but we we're absolutely bossing them. Yeah. Falling them up at the minute. Uh, there's a couple of players in there, Masuaku, Lanzini, Yarmolenko, all playing. So, mm. Well, you'd hope we would be 4-0 up then, wouldn't we? They're you? all getting a run out. Um, but yeah, yeah Coventry, Mas- Coventry is, is looking looking good. Well, what are the I'd rules like under 23s then? Because none of them are under 23. I think you are allowed. It's basically, it's the replacement for reserve football, wasn't it? Yeah. So I think they've had to come to some agreement that you're allowed four or five, I think it is that aren't under 23. I was reading the other day that Brentford don't have an under 23 team or a B team or anything. They just play friendly matches from time to time against other teams. Mm-hmm. Oh. They've got no youth structure whatsoever. Oh, where'd they get, so, where'd they get from there? These, these players <laughs> from there? That, I mean, that Tony well, they, looks good, doesn't he? Presumably they just spot them in the lower Tony was a is... Tony was a Newcastle reject, wasn't he? Yeah, Newcastle. Then, went, for them. then Barry Fry took him to Peterborough, and then Brentford got him from Peterborough. And they got that's his Ben Rama, wouldn't they? And what's his name? But ben Rama Watkins. Watkins. I like Watkins. I think he's. Yeah, it's I not Brentford podcast, though. It's not Brentford. No. You're no. <laughs> um. So, do we have any other? Does anyone else have any transfer news? Because it doesn't uh, look like anyone. You're the new ITK. Sean's away. Because I don't. All right. Um, well, I don't have much news on the next bit either. Takeover or lack of takeover. Um, Ian, I was listening in to the podcast uh, from last week and you seem pretty clued up on this. So have well, you got any more info in the last week? I... Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. was hoping to have because, um, but I shall now have to be careful what I say, because apparently something I said on this podcast last week meant that we didn't do an interview with um, one of the people one of the leading lights in in PAI or PI or whatever it's called. Um, They took great exception to something I said. I still don't know what it was, but uh, I did... um, I have had quite a long conversation with one of the people involved in it who certainly uh, talks a good game, but... Did you buy metrics from him or...? Well, actually, I probably would. Um, but the, I, I put everything I said on the podcast last week, I put to him in terms of uh, where the money's coming from, all, all the other things. Mm. And I mean, some of the answers he was more convincing on than the, than the others. Um, and we agreed that we would talk again. But then um, obviously somebody listened to this, this podcast and... Um, Shall we say diplomatic relations haven't been restored yet? Yeah, it's in, it's funnier that you should upset him when I called them a fucking joke. Really? <laughs> 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 but there you go. Some people are funny. But I, the, I, they, the, the guy Nasib, I can't remember his name. He he did a long interview with Football London and then um, with um, X. Yeah, West Ham way thing wasn't it? I have well, to it went say, went down well, didn't it? That journalistically, they were awful interviews. I, I would have been embarrassed if I had done those interviews, frankly. Um, that they they clearly were written interviews, so you couldn't actually follow up anything. Um, but it, it did not. This is what I said to the the other guy that I talked to. I said, you know, your your communications are terrible, uh, and anyone with half a brain who had given the answers, and clearly. I'm sure that um, Nassib did give most of the answers, but I'm sure that he had some assistance, but that clearly whoever was assisting him knew nothing about West Ham. And to say that you've been a fan since 1986, oh, but I haven't actually been to see a game. And then you call the club West Ham FC. This this is amateur, I'm afraid. And I noticed he he said that we struggled to fill up and park, which I thought wouldn't go down very well. Yeah, and then to say we're going to have to get more fans in to fill up this current stadium and well the fact yeah. is most of us thought that we wouldn't fill this current stadium when we moved there and the fact is most of the time there are over forty five thousand people there and for, for half the games it is more or less full so you think well where are they getting their information from yeah i think the fact the fact of the matter is with the stadium if it, if it wasn't the stadium it is it probably would be full but i think you know quite openly me and john don't go anymore but you might because find we don't enjoy that experience there. Yeah, but you might find now that now we're winning. Now you know winning, and the, the football's more attractive as well as. Well, you got you, you know, going back? Is that breaking no, news? But, just, but you know, you <laughs> might find that there are more people when this all gets because I think everyone's 
going to be just relieved for going out and back to football again as well. So I think there'll be a bounce back. But as far as this sort of PAI thing goes, I mean, this is the first myself and you, George, have had a chance to talk anything about it. Yeah. Because I know that, you know, we, we had a break for the summer and most of the others did We usually didn't. do, yeah. We usually do. But, um... Sean the, just decided you know, to carry on. Sean, Sean loves, <laughs> loves it. Um, oh, no, we so, mentioned him. God damn. Uh, so, <laughs> Ian, can I ask ask you, do I mean, do, is, it, is it genuine? Is it a real force and it's a it's a sort of a goer as such? Well, it's only a goer if if David Sullivan and David Gold want to sell. And they've made it very clear that they don't. And, and to be fair to PIA, they, they have actually said that themselves. They said, look, we, we can't buy it unless they're willing to sell it. And if they're not, then they will walk away. I think they're, they in themselves are serious about it. Philip Beard, who's the front guy, I suppose, he has got a track record in, I mean, he ran QPR, I think, was it before Tony Fernandes took over? I think, I'm, I'm not sure about that. Um, but I mean, he he's won Live Nation. He he he's got a track record. Um, now, I'm still not convinced about the money. They say they have provided evidence to David Sullivan that they have got the money. He says they haven't. Well, there there are actually legal ways of proving that you've got access to the money. And as I understand it, they haven't um, put forward that level of proof. Um, and there's a lot of questions. And that they are answering some of them. I think there was some there were some fairly lurid stories about sort of Interpol and all of that sort of thing. I think they have um, got explanations for that, but I, I I still find it difficult to judge whether this is they they've just got their eyes on the property or whether they genuinely think that they can take West Ham as a club forward. Uh, and I, I've still got great doubts about that. But nothing I've heard so far has allayed those doubts, I have to say. And, and they seem to be very keen to talk about rejuvenating the Olympic Park and redeveloping it and all the rest of it. And then the, the West Ham side of it is a bit of a secondary priority for them. That That's how they're coming across to me. That may be unfair. I don't know. Um, and I would love the opportunity to explore that. But um, I think that ship has probably sailed. But the, the 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 line that's coming out via the usual um, mouthpieces from the club are that's the kind of line that they're trying to engender anyway, isn't it? That it's a property deal more so than a club deal. Well, I, do, I, I don't blame David Sullivan for that, and I, I think to be fair to Sullivan, he's been fairly restrained in what he's said so far. They they haven't really entered into a slanging match. But if you look at all the public statements that PI have made, they, they start off by talking about the, the property side of it most of the time. It, it's not an invention that sort of Sullivan's using the, the dark arts of spin to smear them. That They do it, they, they've said it themselves. If you, if you look at all of the statements and interviews they've given, there's very little about developing West Ham as a club. There's a lot about developing the Olympic Park. Yeah. I mean, Don't get I, the name I, of that wrong, did I? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, the, and the fact that they, they chose Rio and Anton, Anton Ferdinand. Which still, even though, I mean, the, the, I mean, it's always difficult when you talk about off-the-record conversations, but I, I did say, you know, 
I can see why you thought that getting Rio Ferdinand on side would be a really good thing. I can see that. But had you talked to anyone who knows anything about West Ham, you wouldn't have done it. Yeah. When does this stop becoming news? This takeover. When, when, do when, we, when we decide not to talk about it on yeah. the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I'm amazed. They look like they're hiding to me. They don't come out and talk to anyone. Um, did they know. go? Did they go public because solely because of Sullivan saying they never showed him the money, or did they? Yeah, I think that was the case. Yeah, because normally a lot of people have thrown at them. You shouldn't be public. You shouldn't be saying this and shouldn't be saying that if you're trying to buy it. But I guess if they were feeling that they were being misrepresented by Sullivan, then they had no other. Sort of See, th- there must have been formal discussions because uh, they had access to the last three months' accounts, which the, which um, the, the club had given them, which they'd gone through in great detail. So this wasn't just them saying, "Oh, can we buy? Can we put in a bid for four hundred million? Oh, we've got the money." It, it was a lot more serious than that at the beginning. Interesting. Mm. It rumbles on. Mm. Right, I think it's time for this. It's Facebook Twitter question time. (laughs) It's where we, the podcast, ask you, the listeners, to send in questions or anything. And Nigel usually reads them out and takes takes over an hour to read them. But I'm going to try and do it in less than 15 minutes. If we do that, will you be all right with that, Len? Yeah, Len, you're all right yeah. with that. I know yeah. you like you, you like the, uh, the no, long question time. No, 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 no. Your, okay. It's your podcast. You remember that? Well, <laughs> don't forget I don't like that. to say it, but you know, you say well, it. Well, I'll say it for you. Thank you very much. Right, we'll start at the bottom. Um, furthest back was Ed Hughes. Evening. Sunday was a great... Re- oh, sorry. I should probably read Loves what I said. Squirrel. Loves a bit of squirrel. Uh, I've said, recording tonight at 8pm. The Bucci's make a return tonight. So as well as your comments on the fantastic result of yesterday, we're asking you, what was West Ham's greatest ever comeback? See what I did there? Uh, yeah. George is hosting, so don't expect another 150-minute episode tonight. Uh, <laughs> Ed Hughes said, evening. Sunday was a great result. We've let number four centre-back Alves go on loan to Sunderland. There you go then. Does this mean replacement imminent or are we expecting too much of a thin squad? Well, we kind of covered that. We think Baptiste might be stepping in that number four slot. Um, I don't believe it means replacement imminent. Does anyone else? I think we will get someone. And there there were all sorts of rumours today that we're back in for Zuma. But uh, I, that's one where I just can't work out who to believe. Um, some some people say, oh, he said he doesn't want to come to West Ham. Others are saying, oh, Chelsea offered him a new deal. Uh, who knows well, he's, what he's, He started against Palace. Uh, I was yeah. surprised to see him out there. No, he didn't, did he? He started, he started the Super Cup game, um, which I was surprised to see him playing in if, if they do want to get rid of him. But um, I don't think it means replacement him. Scott Crossland said, evening all, it's got to be the 5-4 against Bradford in 2000. Yeah, I was going to say A lot of that. people have said that. It had the lot. Hislop stretched off, De Canio being his most De Canio-ish. A team bristling with academy greats and a comeback from 4-2 down. Not only a great comeback, but one of my favourite ever matches. And he says, as ever, Brady out. Brady out. <laughs> 
That's a record. It's taken 45 minutes for you to say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Paul Nolan. You're softening in your old age. Yeah, well, 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 yeah. It's not been such a negative podcast so far. <laughs> right. Radio. You know, brings it down. It's on a roll now. Uh, Paul yeah. Nolan uh, says, evening all, and like the Boochies, the chauffeur is back. Beep, beep, and an extra beep. You're going to have to let me in on that joke. Uh, well, it's been a while, and I have a couple of little things to say. To answer your favourite question, to answer your question, my favourite comeback has to be West Brom away in recent times with Scott Parker leading the fight back, and also the Bradford comeback. West Brom away. We were at that yeah, game, three, three, no, two. No, we weren't. It? I don't think we were. Is yeah, that when we Denver Bar scored? Yes. Yeah, we went at that one. Think, oh, right. was that no, we've done we've done that more recently, haven't we? I thought that yeah, was no, under, un, was that under Billich that we came back from two 0 down. Yeah, and it was it, Yeah, it was it under Billich. We were there, George. No, we weren't. It? We weren't. <laughs> no, we up. weren't. You only look it up. Oh, family row, bro. Um, <laughs> it was good to get a result on Sunday, but the squad is paper thin. I'm still thinking GSB are waiting to spend the 80 million that Sean mentioned we have. Yeah, he got himself a bit in trouble on that, didn't he? I had emails today re our season tickets. To me, it's got disaster written all over it. I'm planning on being at the stadium a good hour, few hours before. I just got my ticket about 10 minutes ago. What do the emails say? Why is it going to be a disaster? Well, they send you a PDF of the ticket, which I shall print off because I'm not going to rely on, on it working on my phone. Um, I can't see why that should be a disaster, assuming that the scanning machine recognises the barcodes. But if they recognise the season ticket card, why wouldn't they recognise those? The, the question will be, as we've discussed over the weeks, for people who haven't got smartphones. I don't know what percentage of West Ham supporters don't have smartphones, given that um, apparently we are the richest supporting club in the whole country. Like the average income for West Ham supporters is higher than any mm. other club in the country. Really? really? Yeah. So you'd think that is surprising. we'd all have a smartphone, <laughs> wouldn't we? How do we know? How do we know this? Well, this, admittedly, this, 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 is, this is news that's about four years old, so it may have changed oh. now, but I doubt it. Uh, he also says, Nigel, thanks for the tip. Read the league table. Nigel's not here, but I'm sure he'll be listening. Uh, purchase one. I look forward to moving the teams up and down. Old school. <laughs> um, Len, can you mm. do an impression of Sullivan for me, please? I'm desperately sorry, Paul. George wants to move it along and he's in charge. A uh, question for yous all. Another top six finish or lower? Lower. Little Vehicle reversing. I'm going lower. Ninth. Uh, Michael Levy Jr. says, Hi all, I remember a blinding comeback against West Brom one year, 2011 maybe, 3-0 down at half-time, then Denver Bar scored twice. I could have put him in my Hammers 11 one season wonders. So I think that is the game everyone's talking about. Yeah. Um, hope you're all well. Bloody hot here in Tenerife. 45 degrees here today. Oh, wow. Now get the cockroaches out. <laughs> and he's put a steady. I was just about to book my flight. Like. <laughs> oh, uh, Stuart Ling says Brady at. Radio Dinger. <laughs> uh, evening, gents. Hope you're keeping well. Our greatest ever comeback off the top of my head has to be the great escape season. Some comeback that was. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, in terms of one-off games, the three that stand out, most mem most recent memory, 3-2 uh, at Everton in 2016. That one definitely sticks out for me. 
because um, we never do well there, do we? And mm. with that Pyatt mm-hmm. and Sacco and that lot. The infamous 5-4 against Bradford and last season's 3 or what Tottenham has to get a mention just because it was them. I would say, I know it was over two legs, but the game against Mets in the Intertoto Cup was a hell of a comeback. Really. Do you remember how that went? No? no. I, I don't personally. I remember watching it. We were on holiday, John. We were yeah. in a, we watched it in a bar somewhere in some Mediterranean country. Yeah, we lost the home leg and we looked dead and buried. They had a good team. Um, and then Saha played for them, didn't he? Yeah, Saha. Yeah, come on, is is it Louis Saha? Louis Saha. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all I can feel think of is Wilfred now. But yeah, they had a really good team, and yeah, nobody's coming for him, have they? Well, what's the, what's no. the pr- the price? What they price tag? Thirty-five million. Yeah. Which given really? he must That's be twenty, he must be twenty-eight, twenty-nine, doesn't he? Yeah. They they. they they look like they're going to struggle. Yeah, they do. This. And isn't that um, Eze? He's injured for a while, isn't he? Yeah. So he's their best player. Bizarre. Another Brentford. Uh, no, I don't think he was, was he? Was he? No. Yeah, he was. QPR. Uh, Belin- QPR. Oh, QPR. QPR. Um, Belinda Kakitis uh, says, Evening, peeps. I'm not going to do Nigel's version. Uh Great start to the season. Ben Rama looks great. I agree. I fully expected us to lose before the game just because we always do. Uh, best comeback. Still Tottenham game last season for me. 13 minutes of shock and awe. I love seeing all the fans back how it should be. I have a question for you all. Moment of the weekend for me was the Bent- Brentford win. Loved watching their fans That's enjoy the moment. Definitely our win. Definitely our win, Belinda. Come love, on. Loving the show. She's got four kisses on there. Oh, here they are. Uh, P.S. Don't care, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is her question: Is the Lingard move back on, given Darren Randolph's post over the weekend? Yeah, well, I think it I is. Think so. But yeah, I mean, Darren. Ra- I, I don't think. I'll tell you what. We'll Darren know Randolph when it's on. Knows. When Declan Rice puts something on Instagram, some yeah. cryptic little message, because they're they're as thick as thieves, apparently. Doing some little dance or something. Yeah. Uh, Paul Sanders says, good evening all. What a fantastic result against the barcodes. Excellent from Rice. Uh, second half, yeah. And man of the match for me was Saeed Benrahma, who I think has a big season ahead of him. Lots of love for Benrahma. Best comeback for me was the 3-0 against Spurs last season. What do yous think we can achieve with this squad, as it looks like we might not add more than a couple of players this window? This window. I think we're looking good, but we were pretty lucky with injuries last year. You'd expect some of Euro 2020 players to miss games through the sheer volume of games. Brady out. Brady out. Uh, what do we think we can achieve with this squad, as it is? Paper thin. Well, it all depends on injuries, doesn't it? I'd like to. I'd like to get out. The I'd like to get out of the groups of the Euro competition. Europe, and, yeah. That'd be lovely. We can do it. We can do it. See, I mean, Nigel doesn't really care about that. He just thinks it's good that we've qualified and we should just all enjoy it. And if we don't get out of the groups, it doesn't matter. Whereas I, you've got to surely be a bit more ambitious than that. I I, I, I would be. I think get out of the group would be my target. Um, but, you know, the, the, the teams in that competition do tend to be beatable, don't they? You know, it's not the Champions League. So No, but if you look at the teams that are going to be in it, there's some pretty good ones. There are. And potentially, yeah. potentially Rangers are in it, aren't they? Which would be good. So you're going to go to any of the away matches? Um, 
I'd love to. I don't know if I will, though. I guess it depends where he is as well. I'm not going to... Like, I, did a, a I did a deal with my boss at LBC because I wanted three weeks off in August and he said, well, can you only have two? And I said, yeah, on the on the promise that I can have some Thursday nights off later in the autumn. There you go, <laughs> planned it in. There you go. Yeah, we'll see if he delivers on his part of the deal. Uh, I'd like to see us, yeah, get out of the group and just, because what would be, it'd be nice for us to be well represented in that tournament and for people to get used to seeing us in that tournament, and it starts becoming a thing that we are in the European Cup competitions every season, that'd be nice. As long as it's not the Conference League. <laughs> Don't want to be How in that. embarrassing would that be to be in that? I know. Who would want to do that? Yeah. The funniest thing about that, though, <laughs> the funniest thing about that, though, is that Roma are in it as well. So you know it's going to be a Tottenham-Roma final, and Jose's going to beat Tottenham. That's what I hope happens. Uh, Lee Peathers says, the three to it, Goodison was special. Pyatt winner, not typically a great ground for us. I, yeah. I like that one, Lee. Barry Carcass says, evening all. Took the kids for their first away game yesterday and couldn't have gone any better. Don't think anything could beat the Bradford game for sheer West Hamness of a comeback. Rice looked like he stepped up a gear or two since the Euros. In that second half, he definitely did. Didn't look like a player who was looking to move, although he was the last to walk away at the end and did have a lingering look at the fantastic away support. Hope there was nothing in that. Oh. Oh. Uh, defen- <laughs> defensively, we showed that we need a couple in there. Do you know you reminded me of Ven? Do you remember when Les Dawson and the bloke who played um, <laughs> Alec Gilroy on Coronation Street, they used to do yeah, they used to two, do two it, old women. Two old women, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she said, oh, she said, did she say, oh, yes. Mm. <laughs> I know exactly who you mean. I've got no idea. He's had her hands across underneath their chest yeah, all the time. Yeah. Roy Barrett, that's his name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's what we do at Christmas. Oh. <laughs> I think Sean should play one of them. He's probably got the tits for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he from the pictures he's that. been sending. Yeah, quite. Mind you, Len, I, I'm that picture you've done of me and Margaret Thatcher. I you mean, like that, bit, didn't you? A bit near, a bit near the <laughs> any knuckle. Any ta- Me taking her from behind. Yeah, any movement <laughs> when you saw it or... What, what do you mean? Did well, I have a twitch? Know. Any movement. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I've not seen that. Where's where's that where's that I'll, being shown? I'll, I'll I'll put it on the more than just a podcast um, Facebook <laughs> page group? and you can all enjoy it. Facebook <laughs> okay. page, he's making it public. Yeah. Oh everyone okay. needs to see it. We're done with it. Uh, he says, defensively, we showed we need a couple in there. Ogbonna looked a little short of match practice, understandably. Let's hope the centre back situation can be resolved this week. Brady and PAI out. Brady and P.A.I.L. There's no pleasing some people, I know. Richard Dodds, I think he's uh, better known as Dodsey, says, All right, my ansoms, how's yous doing? <laughs> Brady out. Brady out. Surely the best comeback has got to be David Moyes, coming back a second time and turn us into a oh, proper premiership. Well, good shout. Good answer. Yeah, like that. Uh, Nigel, he's got a question for Nigel. You're not here, but you can listen. And are you embarrassed that the first season of this podcast says rating clean, and since you've joined it, it says explicit? Shame on you, Nigel. Shame on you. <laughs> uh, one from Ian Dale from last week. Stoked is an Australian slash New Zealand word. 
That's what I've heard it as well, Ian. Yeah. That's still on like Home and Away. <laughs> Uh, have well, Spunk yeah, but that, was also but, in it a lot as well. But yeah. a handsome man was yeah. a spunk. He's a bit. He's a bit of a spunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking of that, have Ian and Sean recovered from last week's more than just a podcast episode of Pornhub? What? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get oh, to the end of the two that, and a half hours. If I'm honest, uh, that that was that was probably Ian's chat about Margaret Thatcher <laughs> giving him the horn. <laughs> Which I, I'm I looking for now. Saying that. Oh yeah, you, you put it in the wank bank. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you we did, did say we, that. We I put did put get lots to of that things bit. in the wank yeah. bank, didn't we? Yeah. We haven't yeah. done that today. Still, once a week. Plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, questions as you will take the piss out of my accent and the southwest I've lived in Cornwall for nearly 30 years what is your favourite place in Cornwall that you have visited and why I've never been I've been a few times where's your favourite place and why um, it's Fiscal Bay isn't it in Cornwall I like it there I can't remember the other places I've been I think they're just generally around there great place good laugh good fun Wonderful. Anyone yeah, else? I've got, Anyone? Yeah, I've got nothing to offer. Uh, with Barcelona being in one billion of debt, Newcastle not selling their first home game, selling out their first home game in 18 months. City paying 100 million plus for Grealish. City offering 125 million plus for a player like Kane. How long do you feel before the Premier League bubble bursts? I don't know. We've been saying that for ages. How, how long can it go on? Yeah, that Barcelona news today was surprising. Shocking, wasn't it? Yeah. Over a billion pounds. Still, what fault gets in that much debt? He wins in that much money. Did you see that story about Real Madrid um, saying they want to join the French, uh, German or English leagues? Yes, I did see that. And that, that couldn't happen, could it? Well, I didn't see that. Is that. Is that a genuine proposal? I, I read it now. I did see it. I don't remember where. I think I just saw the headline, to be honest. Real Madrid want to join the Premier League. Um, I don't know how genuine it is, John, to answer your question. But, you know, that, to me, all that um, sort of like, that Super League thing was all based around the the need to try and compete with the Premier League from these other teams. That's why I was surprised how many Premier League teams had agreed to went join to it. it. Yeah. Anyway, let's not get into that. Uh, okay. Dodsey also asked for a Super 6 and a Shiny update. Now, we can't give you Super 6 because I don't know how to get into that. Um, but, Len, I know you, you might have a Shiny update. That's right. Well, the Shiny update, um, if you'd logged on to canyontowlin.com, you should have got the newsletter. But basically, uh, they're ready to roll whenever you get the final code, which is in September. So when you get your code, just attach it to your order and leave the rest to me. Very simple, really. Very simple indeed. Very simple. And uh, like I say, if you you sign up to canningtownland.com, go on the website, come on the mailing list, and I'll keep you up to date. Very nice. If I had a season ticket, then I would I would definitely be yeah. getting a shiny. Uh, do you do you use QR codes for anything else or? I don't actually. No. I, I wouldn't have Doesn't a useful one. Like but if I did, nice. if, I, if I did have one, I would definitely be getting a shiny. Mm. People are setting their heart on using it as a season ticket, so it's good that I can help them talk with people. So yeah, it'd be, it's 
good thing to have as well. Mm. Uh, AI Sean says, A up, gentlemen, Brady out. Brady out. So goals are fun, and fans in the ground makes a massive difference when watching games. Really enjoyable game, even when we were behind twice. Excuse me, there's some typical West Ham defender, but plenty of goals, so no complaints. Greatest comeback is Bradford City. Question for you all. Who should take penalties when Noble's on the pitch? I'm pretty certain it shouldn't be Antonio. Well, we anyway, said this, didn't we? Thought did, do you think that, yeah, did you think they let him take it because of the... The record. The I record. think they did, yeah. No, that wasn't the reason. The reason was, was that when Rice missed the last one, he said he was going to take the next one. And so he insisted on it. But it's a bit of a joke. I think this is where Moyes needs to get a grip on this because you need to have an established penalty taker. And if Noble isn't on the pitch, they need to work out who it is and they need to practice a bit more. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Dave Trevitt says, may return if... Cresswell ought to take them. I think he'd he'd be a good penalty taker. That's what I think. We think a lot the same, don't we? Yeah, I mean, he's a good ball striker. That's nine tenths of the job. (laughs) I think. <laughs> exactly. Smart player. He changed his mind, you know. Uh, it'll be my choice, but, you know. Uh, Dave, Dave Trevitt says, I may return if the Boochies are in charge. Ooh. Uh, last season's game at the Spud Stadium, probably the best comeback in recent times. Come on, you irons. Brady out. Brady out. Uh, welcome back, Dave. Uh, Gary Prince says, welcome back to the new season. Great to see Antonio start with a goal. Can he play 50 games this season as it appears we ain't getting any new strikers? No, he can't. Oh, we hope he can. Uh, best comeback of recent times was the 4-3 home to Huddersfield. Late Chicharito goals. Getting us three points. Especially yeah, good as my was... mate Andy Holmes left early. <laughs> yeah, funny, they're not quite as memorable in the new place, no. are they, these comebacks? No. They're not, but I do remember that now he said that. Yeah, I do know. Uh, Steve Lyons says, Evening, gents, hope you well. Truly superb result and a great way to start the season. Also very unexpected, but it was always nailed on for Callum Wilson to score against us, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Same with Lukaku. Can't wait to play Chelsea this season. Uh, we're definitely made of sterner stuff these days under Moyes. It always felt like we get back into the game. Best comeback. There can only be one game, West Ham versus Bradford. It had literally everything you could ever ask for. Might have been a very different story had we lost, though. It would have been. Uh, anyway, as always, thank you for all the hard work and the effort that goes into the podcast. Yeah, especially from me tonight, Steve. Uh, let's keep the momentum up and go for a longer podcast than last week. Yeah, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. <laughs> Cheers, lads, and Brady out. Brady out. Mark Halling says, Evening, gents. Fantastic result yesterday. To go behind twice and come back and comfortably get a win shows real character. Agreed. Some great performances, but really pleased for Ben Rama. Greatest comeback was Spud's last season, 3-0 down with what was it, eight minutes to go. Yeah. Something like that. That was a special moment. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Mark. Andrew Staines has a transfer comment he titles his post. In these pandemic times and no money in football this season, it is not is it not prudent to buy squad players and bring on the young players? Europe is a mirage. As it becomes clear, unless you reach the latest stages, there is no money to be made. So using money, so using Europe to bring on the youth, like Spurs did a few seasons ago, will see the benefit of qualifying for the Europa Cup. As Champions League teams enter later, we will not win it. Actually, that's a very good point. I didn't think about the Champions League teams that come into it. So yeah, getting out of the group is going to be the realistic uh, target there. Um, his question, really, or his comment, 
is that we should just buy squad players and use the young players. Don't sign expensive first teamers. Agreed? Question mark. Um, I would be more lenient to it than most people, but I do think we. I don't think it's a great tactic because it could ruin the kids as well. It could work the other way. It could make them, but I think kids need a, need need some some mentors to play with. So if you are, if we are stuck for a few players, someone, some players of experience that can ease the youngsters in might help. Yeah. I, for me, would be signing the best players we can. More competition. Yeah. Well, they've, they've gone on record as saying that they're not going to bring anyone in who doesn't improve the quality of play that we've already got. So I don't think they're going to go down that route. Uh, Ethan Jobson says hello fellas hope you're well what a game that was can't wait to be back on Monday best ever comeback was a very hard one but I did love last season 3-3 with Spurs or the West Brom again 3-3 Brady out up the hammers Brady out Uh, more than just a podcast has commented on this which I can only assume is Sean because of the second part of this comment 5-4 Premier League win against Bradford City in February 2000 with a late winner from Joe Cole Guess, guess who Googled best West Ham comebacks to comment on this post? <laughs> um, P.S. What is your favourite Spanish food? I'm uh, all about the paella. San Miguel for me. <laughs> <laughs> they do a very nice version of opal fruits or Starburst. Do they? Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Palumi <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lana. Sorry, Sean, now, bring, bring some of them home with you, Sean, when you come. Yeah, bring some of the Spanish opal fruits. I think they're Starburst now. Um, Palumi Ogunlana. Now, Palumi has been commenting on this podcast for a long, long time, so I'm just going to give Palumi a big shout-out, being it's 11 years into this podcast, because I remember him commenting pretty much from the beginning. Moving to London from Chicago today. So excited to grab a pint with my wow. favourite pod co-hosts and see the boys in action. Oh, well, we're going to have to go to a game and have a beer with Palumi, John. Um, sadly missed the game, but happy they fought back. Any chance we can get one of these rich clubs players on loan? I think we're going to try Lingard by the looks of it. Dave Jones says, even Hello, Dave. Great result yesterday and glad they showed some fight, but didn't crumble as some par sides would have. Best comeback has to be a Spurs game last season. Don't get too fussed over transfers. What will be, will be. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy as long as the eleven on the pitch give it their best, and Rio Ferdinand keeps his gob shut. <laughs> Brady, <laughs> Brady out. Brady out. Uh, Vincent Anthony Matthews says, "Coming from behind to beat Man Poo <laughs> last game at the Bowling 2015-2016. That was a bloody good game." Yeah. Ian Gravit is the last one of the night. Congratulations, Ian. Evening, gents. Hope you're well. Getting a bit fed up with all this Milenkovic. Is he or isn't he? Do any of you think we'll be signing any more players? What happens if we get through all and all these cups? Don't forget the under-23s playing that lower league cup too. They do. Um, I think we'll sign two players, including Jesse Lingard, before the end of the window. Nice. I think we'll sign five players. Two I think we'll get we'll sign two permanent ones and well no, you can only have two loans, can't you? So three permanent ones and two loans. I'm I'm gonna be optimistic. That is optimistic. John? Very optimistic. I think we get three players in. I 
don't know where and what and who. I guess Lingard would probably looking like it's going to be one of those. But I think three. Did Lingard you... and one other for me. Did you read out um, the one that uh, Nigel sent on the WhatsApp group, George? Oh, no, I didn't. Hang on. I've got it in front of me now. Um, it was on the... Got it. John Goodman says, Evening Town of Hammers and From the Sticks Hammer. Well, there's a few, few bit mixed up tonight. Uh, what are your thoughts on Moyes' transfer strategy? Also, who does Lingard replace if he comes back? Brady out. Brady out. <laughs> Uh, my thought, we've talked about Moyes' transfer strategy. I think the general consensus is in Moyes we trust. Yes. It's it is for me. Anyway. It is for me and Len. But then if, um, if Lin, is it common thought then if Lingard comes back, then Ben Rama's sat back yes. on the bench? Second part of the question, is it is it Ben Rama that sits down if Lingard comes in? Now, I, it probably would seem that way, but I think you could, well, it you could, could be four nows as well. Well, yeah, you could play you could play Lingard in any of those positions, couldn't you? Mm. So I would say four nows. Um, ben Rama and Bowen are all at risk, so it's only a good thing because they've got to play out their skins to keep their place. Yeah, mm. isn't it? Isn't it positive? Isn't it? Aye. We need another striker though, because Lingard, <laughs> Lingard can't really we, play we up can't front. Can't end this pos- this podcast on, on a, a positive, positive note. Okay, well that brings us on to Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to get <laughs> Monday night, Leicester uh, at home, isn't it? Yeah, which um, I can't go to. Uh, we'll go for predictions. Ian, let's start with you. Um, 1-1. One, one. Mm. Good shout, that. Well, Len, you can't have 1-1. One, one. What's no, your prediction? I'll have 2-2 two, two, then. John, 3-3? Three, three? <laughs> I'll go... Uh, two one West Ham. Oh, so because it's a positivity. I was going to mm. do that. I'll go. I'll go even more positive. I'll go three one West Ham Ooh. because this isn't a West Ham I recognise in the best way possible. Done the double over last year, didn't we? We did. We did. There you go. We did. Right. Yeah. I think that's it for Monday's podcast yeah. tonight. Season eleven. Eleven years. Episode one. Um, All the ones. It's been a pleasure to be back. Uh, I don't know if I'll be back hosting next week, but I'll, I'll be back talking. We won't do Monday night, will we, because the football's on. So there'll be some point next week. So thanks for me. Goodbye from me, George. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. Good night. Bye. Bye. I don't know, what, what do we play now at the end? Do we just play? Bobby Moore and Jeff Hurst The Trevor Brookin and Billy Bones Stand you know, more than just a point.